Defensive Player of the Year. Now it's time to add to your resume, NBA champion. How does that sound? Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Well, hi guys, we back. Welcome to Zoom Sports Talk. This is SDS Podcast out there with the hottest takes. Um, I'm Carter, joined with Frankie and Jake. Today is uh, episode six, I believe. Um, so it I'm is indeed episode six. Talk, uh, getting a little bit about what we're talking about. Frankie, what are we leading off with today, my guy? What are we leading off with? Today we're going to start off with the NFL draft, some great memes um, from the NFL draft. So, Jake, why don't you start us off with your, your favorite draft moment, um, favorite pick? I, cer- I certainly had a couple amazing draft moments that were witnessed uh, last Thursday night. Uh, let's start with how cringy Roger Goodell was, hyping up the crowd to boo him more. Like, come oh, on, yeah. dude. You're, you're, you're not – come on, just, just stop. After you ducked Portnoy, you already pissed more people off just – Please, please. Um, you know, one of the biggest losers from the night was Mac Jones falling down to the Patriots. If you consider that a loss, I doubt he really does, but he was projected to go number three, and he thank God he didn't, as you guys heard from all of our takes. Uh, another bigger biggest loser of the night was Trevor Lawrence's dad's nuts. Uh, there was a scene cut to when Lawrence got taken, and he was crammed into that tiny couch. I mean, come on, your, your son just got taken on one overall. You guys can afford a bigger couch. Um, my favorite pick of the night was probably Fields to the Bears. I love that pick, and I think that you know Fields is going to get something going in Chicago. Um, I hope he doesn't turn into the next Trubisky, Trubisky, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, my Cowboys did a good job drafting. I'm happy with who they took. Uh, a Bruin went there, Oza Odigizuwa, so that made me happy. Uh, besides that, yeah, I mean, not too many surprises. I think Trey Lance is going to work out at the Niners just fine, and I think all of our predictions were pretty spot on about quarterback-wise. So, Carter, what did you think about the draft the other night? Yeah, I mean, I think it was an interesting draft. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of the beginning, we kind of saw how it was going to go out. I mean, obviously, Kyle Pitts going at four was an interesting pick. I mean, first tight end to go. Whoa, top. whoa. Did you think that was not the right choice to make? No, I, I don't think it was. Uh, okay. I, I, de- I, I definitely think it was the right choice, but I'm just saying, like, it's the highest tight end's ever been. And, like, it I was going to say like, hot take, man. That receiving course would be deadly. I mean, like, at the end of the day, though, I think that the best pick in the draft, maybe not for the team, but I think for the future, I think, like, Pinachuel is, like, the best pure player in the draft. Like, the dude is so good. And, like, I don't know. As a as a Joe Burrow uh, supporter, I kind of wanted to see them take O line just for like the, the sake of his his poor knee. But uh, um, I mean they drafted Jamar Chase, who's obviously an animal. So I mean I like also like Devontae Smith to the Eagles. I mean like people love sleeping on that guy, and hopefully uh him and Hurts can get it going. I, but I think the the thing that was the most interesting is like the theme of the draft was like reuniting. Um, like college players with their teammates, whether it's like Tua with Waddle or Hertz with Devontae Smith or Burrow with Jamar Chase. Like you see so many of this, like people just getting reunited and you just start wondering like, okay, like what is this? Like I swear every like first round quarterback slash receiver that was drafted, like was like meant to pair up with the quarterback or receiver that was already on team. It was a, it was a weird day. Was well, the real day. takeaway from that is just shows how much of a powerhouse Alabama is, considering most of those quarterbacks and wide receivers went through Alabama. Yeah, that was a very interesting theme of the draft, I would say. 
Uh, Frankie, what are, what are your couple of takeaways from the draft? Um, I agree with both of you guys. I think uh, Micah Parsons and Penny Sewell both slid because uh, they opted out this year, but I think those are both great picks as well as the Devontae Smith pick. I was going to talk about that. I think, I think the dude's a baller. Um, he's reunited with Jalen Hurts. Um, so I, I think that's it. All three of those picks are amazing picks. And also um, Najee Harris holding the draft party at his old uh, homeless shelter. I thought that was a really cool moment. That was really moment. awesome. So that, that was cool. That was probably my favorite moment um, of the draft as well as like Trey Lance was pretty emotional when he got drafted too. I don't think he really expected to go that high. Um, but definitely the Najee Harris moment it was my uh, favorite moment of the draft. But moving on from the draft, so yeah, Frankie, you uh, you wanted to add, you had you brought up a good question you wanted to ask us. Yeah, so the question I wanted to discuss today was if you could play any position for any team, what would it be? So Carter, do you want to start us off with that one? Oh man, the thing is, so I, I thought I, I think of this question and. It like it really is like you know there's so many different options because like I don't know I just think it'd be like so many sports where I think it'd be like really cool to play but I I, I look and think what is like the most storied franchise like with the biggest fan base um it would just be like a crazy position to play and for some reason I don't know what it is but I feel like it'd be like center field or like a pitcher for like something like the Yankees or the Red Sox, or like a, just a big team. As much as I want to say the Dodgers, like I just want like the, the biggest fan base, but I just feel like baseball, it'd be like a baseball, like um, I, I just feel like it'd be a baseball one just because I feel like the the market cap of these teams, like they're like greater than anything else in professional sports. And as cool as it would be to be like a point guard for like an NBA team, I just feel like the hype around like being like that guy for like that team in baseball would just be like so crazy. I'm really surprised you didn't go soccer there. Yeah, I, I just feel like I just like for for soccer, it's like as much as I'd be like, oh yeah, like striker for whatever team. As much as I'm a Chelsea fan, I'd probably say like uh, Real Madrid. And realistically, like I probably would say that on a normal day, but today is not a normal day, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm giving I'm giving a little bit of a fun answer for this one. All right, well, it's uh... funny you say that. It's funny you say that, Carter, because I actually went the baseball route as well. I said shortstop for the Boston Red Sox um not a lot of playing at Fenway Park um historic franchise I don't really not really fucking with the Yankees um especially how trash <laughs> they are this year so I gotta go Red Sox also honorable mention um I was a goalie growing up so I gotta hit goalie for Celtic crazy fan base crazy atmosphere that are Ajax so those are two of the craziest fan bases in the world so that's where I'd go if I'm with the, the soccer route. Wow. I like yeah, I, I'm very surprised. You guys go in the baseball route. I mean, I obviously went the baseball route being a baseball guy, but uh, mine would be a starting shortstop for the Dodgers, you know, the best franchise in baseball. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Red Sox. Sorry, Yankees. Sorry, Cubs. Um, so, but I guess if I had to go a secondary one, I would be a quarterback, I think, because being a quarterback would be sick, you know. I mean, obviously, like we talked about money-wise, nothing makes as much money as baseball. It's they get paid. They get paid. But being a quarterback for a team like the Rams in L.A. or the Patriots, you know, it's a big-time team or like Green Bay, that'd be a, a pretty sick spot, too. But if I had to pick just one, I'd definitely be a uh, shortstop for the Dodgers because, you know, it's that's what you dream about as a kid. 
moving on from that question though and it you know it's funny because speaking of the dodgers you can't go a day through twitter through baseball twitter without you seeing somebody call them the Mickey champions of the world you know world series frauds being in the COVID season or whatever everyone wants to call them so i, I just want and I, we've talked about this a long time ago and you know now that the COVID seasons are over and everyone's a champion from that you had the Bucks winning their COVID championship. You had the Dodgers winning. You had the Lakers. What are your guys' opinions? Are those, do you put an asterisk next to there? And if so, why? It's a good question. Joe, Frank, you can go ahead first. Um, For me personally, no. I don't put an asterisk next to those championships. I don't think enough players opted out. Um, they still had reg uh almost full seasons um it's not the players fault not the coaches fault um, none of the staff's fault that this all happened so you can't put the blame on them so i think they're they're all real championships um maybe in the back of my head and other people's head it's like oh well maybe if we had a regular season maybe if more players played um then things would be different but no asterisk for me you're not on the lifrod wave the lifrod james now lakers were by far the best team in basketball last year. I don't think it was very close. So I think they win no matter what. Same with the Dodgers. Couldn't agree more. Carter, your take on this. I mean, you guys know I'm the biggest LeBron fan there is. That is true. But, you, but even I will put an asterisk next to these championships. Oh! oh. But, but as a championship that has been harder than arguably any other one to date, so put Nashville next to it as there one it of the, the, there it is. the most valid rings ever. I mean, you look at you look at it holistically. You look at the teams that advance in the playoffs. There's no home field advantage in any of these games. Like that's a big thing when it comes to actual playoffs. And you like you look at these teams and like you look at who advances, who beats the Clippers. Like, um, if the Nuggets beat the Clippers, and like at the end of the day, like everything kind of turns into a toss up. Like underdogs win, and even throughout that. Like this madness of a like a, a season in the playoffs, like of course LeBron Lakers still pull through. I think that like maybe I'm just saying like yes, it, it's it's definitely like a valid championship, but like even more valid. Like the fact that people try to discount it and say, oh yeah, like like uh, no, it's not like anybody wasn't playing. Like people, like not definitely not enough people opted out. Like especially nobody with those high profile. So. Like, I would, I would definitely say it counts. What about you, Jake? Carter, I couldn't agree with you more. And my favorite response to the Le Mickey people is, it was only a fraudulent championship when your team was out of it. Because an organization like the Padres, the Padres fan base, they were on cloud nine all last year, their first time they had won a playoff series in basically forever. They threw a parade for a wild card series for three wins just to go and get swept by the Dodgers. But then as soon as the Dodgers won it all, what do they do? Oh, fraud. No, nope. didn't count. Of course it didn't count. So I would agree with you. There's an asterisk because it was way more difficult. These players were separated from their families, their friends, everything for months on top of months. They couldn't see people. They were stuck in a bubble. It was probably the hardest times of their lives right there. I mean, I've talked to college athletes who have been struggling because they just can't handle how it is having to be in a bubble. And to think that, these pros did it for months on top of months on top of months is just crazy. And like you said, no home court advantage, no fans in some stadiums. It, 
like I said, the only asterisk there that deserves to be next to it is that it was more difficult. And I just, I don't know. They can't. I would agree. Do they I would agree. Count? Moving on into one of our favorite subjects, we have our Instagram inquiries. Our first inquiry comes from a loyal listener, Jason Roa. And he wants to know, is KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr., the new James Harden, after dropping 50 after visiting the strip club? Frankie, what do you have to say about that? Um, As an LA native, I know all about athletes visiting strip clubs, a.k.a. Yasiel Puig, dipped out on practice to hit the that deja vu strip club joint. Um, <laughs> so KPJ, no. Way too early to call him the next James Harden. Um, but he does travel less. So, got to give him credit for that 30-piece. Rocket's still the worst team in the NBA, though. Yeah, I would, I would agree with Frankie. I think that KPJ is a bright spot on a really, really bad team. I mean, like, they're already be the worst team. And, like, James Harden really, really, like, really see the impact of James Harden when we look at that team. So, I mean, yeah. I would agree. I think that KPJ is not – he's not an all-star yet, but, like, he's all, you can tell he's something special. Like, he can go off in games. Like, he's a really good pure scorer in the way that James Harden is, but um, he's not as good as James Harden, clearly. So. Agreed. If you can go have your fun at the strip club and then put up a performance like that, all power to you. All power to you. That's all I got to say. He's obviously not James Harden caliber, but it is funny, the, uh, the similarities there. Next question comes from Jackson Potter. That question is he wants us to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. So, Carter, I know you're a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. Just curious on what your take is on the whole thing and where you think he'll be next year. Yeah, I mean, look, I like to think that he'll be back in the, the green and gold with the cheese heads cheering him on. But at the end of the day, I mean – I really think he will be. I mean, like, as a as a fan, I hope he will be. At the end of the day, like, part of the reason I, lo- I love that squad is because of him. Like, he just got the, he just got the swag, and, like, he's a he's a bad man, as they all say. He's so, a bad man. He, he is a bad man. But at the end of the day, like, I think that they were talking about debate. Like, do you trade Aaron Rodgers? Do you fire the GM? And I feel like if you have that question, the answer is easily to fire the GM. You give the Ooh. guy what he wants. If anything, like, and you can't even disagree with this, the fact that the GM has not been doing them a good job. Um, He's done everything to try to get Rodgers out, it seems like. Yeah. So, like, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, has, at this point, like, I know he's kind of known to be a diva, like, especially with, like, the stuff that's happened with his family. But, like, at the end of the day, like, he kind of has a full right to in this case. I'm like, I hope things work out for him where he comes back to the team, he gets the situation he wants, but – it kind of seems like at this point they're kind of making decisions not at all talking to them. So, tough situation. I'm hoping they can work it out. I mean, I know this type of stuff happens to Aaron Rodgers, it seems like, all the time. But um, you kind of wonder, like, is this the last straw? And, I mean, like, this seems more real than last year. So, yeah. Um, I also think we'll be back in the green and yellow next year. But, but, I think there's chance he dons the number 12 in New England. There's only one player in the NFL oh, fitting oh, for oh. the number 12. Hot only take. one player in the NFL fitting for the number 12 in New England besides Tom Brady. That's Aaron Rodgers. Um, he is a bad man. Discount double check. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I do think he'll stay in Green Bay. Also, I'd like to 
Shout out my mom. Sent me a great mom joke saying that Aaron Rodgers' job is in jeopardy. Did you guys also see the one about how, like, because they drafted, like, uh, Amari Rodgers from Clemson, it's like, oh, yeah, like, they're going to have one A. Rodgers on the team next year. They had to have one. They had to have one. Uh, I don't think he's going to end up in Green Bay. I think he's either going to be somewhere else or he's going to retire, but that is, uh, that's just my take on it. As soon as I saw the news break, I was watching NFL today or whatever they broke it on. And I was like, Holy shit. I called these guys right away and I was completely in shock about what had happened. And so uh, I think the situation is messy. I think it's a lot messier than it's ever been. And a lot more, a lot messier than the uh, Russell Wilson one that occurred earlier this year. So I don't think we're going to see him donning the green and gold again, but Hey, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, another question from uh, Jackson Potter. He wanted us to talk about a little bit about high school football. And, you know, the big debate always in high school football is where's the best talent? Is it Georgia? Is it Texas? Is it Florida? Or is it Cali? And I think the undisputed champ is California. That's just my take. We grew up in Southern California, which is down the street from the number one and the number two country at all times in high school football right now, being modern day in St. John Bosco. And the amount of talent that they produce, NFL talent, college talent, is just unreal. So I just wonder if you guys agree with me on that. Would you, could you say that California is the powerhouse for college football or high school football? Sorry. I think, I think right now, yes, but I think all time you have to go Texas. I mean, those schools are insane. That's um, fair. Uh, there have been weeks where they've uh, sold more seats than the Cowboys have in the past. I mean, they got Quinn Ewers, one of the best, uh, one of the best quarterback prospects of all time right now um, out of uh, South Lake Carroll High School. So I'm going all-time Texas, but right now can't beat Bosco in modern day. I would 100% agree with Frankie. Yeah, I think that you think of Friday Night Lights, you don't think uh, – Southern California, I mean, you look at the best talent, like we talk about Bosco, we talk about modern day, good two best schools, that's like not even disputed, but you just look at the pure, like the 6A, 5A, like all the divisions within Texas, and even like Georgia, like you look at NFL talent, like a lot of really good players come from Georgia, and relative to the size of the state, or like where these players come from versus like Southern California, like, you think, like, per capita, per se, like, you think a lot of people come from Georgia. I mean, Texas, everything is bigger in Texas, and those those people down there sure are. Sure are those, well those high school there. football games down in Texas, that's like a bucket list thing. you got to go check a game out down there. Yeah, I mean, they literally have, like, championship games at, like, AT&T Stadium sometimes. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, all time you could def- I, I think crazy wise, you got to give it to Texas, but man, the talent that California produces and a lot of the talent you see in places like Florida comes from California, comes from kids transferring. So, I mean, that's just my take on the whole thing. Um, but moving on from that, the next Instagram inquiry comes from our good friend, Grady Hoffman. Basically, what he says Zach Wilson sucks and he's going to be the worst quarterback out of this draft class. And, Carter, uh, you had him pretty highly ranked in our quarterback rankings last week, so I'm curious what you got to say about him. I mean, I, 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 love a, I love a good Disney story. You know that you know the Disney, the Disney, <laughs> the Disney main protagonist always comes out on top. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I definitely think Fields is gonna be better than him. Um, do I think he's gonna be the worst? I don't know. The thing is, people see a lot of Mahomes like qualities in him. I mean, I, I don't know like what about it it is, but 
I don't know. I feel like everybody's kind of getting caught up on the the pretty boy Zach Wilson hype. So those photos really of him see. pre-draft were hilarious. It looks like he was going to his yeah. for, first prom or something. No, it, it, they were they were very funny. But you know, I don't know if he's gonna be the worst, but like, cause it's just like I don't know. People these these quarterbacks are so highly ranked that so there's like there's clear bust potential with like Trey Lance because he's from like not a D one school and he's really good. But hey, you and know like, who else came from that school? Carson Wentz. I know Carson Wentz came from that school, and Carson Wentz had some really good years. Um, and the same thing goes for like Mac Jones. Like you don't know what to expect out of him. Like all top half of the first round guys. So, I mean, look, I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. I really, I would agree with Grady on that. But I also know if he's, don't know if he's going to be the worst guy, especially like, like just like pure talent wise. Like maybe he'll perform the worst, but also like Sam Darnold had no help. Well, I'm hoping that Zach Wilson can get some. Frankie, your take on Zach Wilson being called the worst quarterback in this draft class? Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, strength of schedule obviously hasn't played too many of those top top tier opponents. Like he hasn't um, played against corners like J.C. Horn, someone like that coming into the draft. So um, I think it's hard to tell. Um, I think Robert Saul's an amazing coach, um, but. He's obviously heavily defensive-minded, um, so um, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, you know, I I think he could just work – I think he could work out in that Jets system. Um, we saw how Darnold worked out, but we all know my take on Darnold. I'm not a huge fan of him. So it's going to be – I'm interested to see. He's definitely – him and Trey Lance are the two I'm looking forward to. to that, those are my two big question marks, you know, because – like I said a few weeks ago, Zach Wilson really hasn't played many teams compared to Justin Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, and even Mac Jones, you know, Mac Jones being in Alabama, even though he only has a real year, year and a half of playing time, you know, they still have a lot more experience against quality athletes compared to Wilson and Lance. So I'm interested to see what happens. And I'm, I'm curious to see who ends up being the best quarterback out of this class. So. All right, so our last inquiry of the night is uh, we got a really good question, and it's saying if you could take any athlete, um, a current athlete right now in all different kinds of sports and put them into certain track events, which would you like? So we got the 100-meter dash, the 400-meter dash, the shot put in the long, uh, long, uh, the long jump. So, Carter, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so this question actually came from my, my, my friend Will. I think it's oh, a, well. I, 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 my friend Will Young. And um, I mean, instantly, my instant reaction to this was so I'll, I'll just run through my list. So the 100, it's a, cl- it's a clear Tyreek Hill for me. Yeah. It's a buddy. clear, a very clear Tyreek Hill for me. Um, the 400, I was like, you know what? I want to choose somebody from like a different sport each time. It's like what I'm like trying to do. So from the 400 meter, from the 400 meter, um, I actually said Erling Haaland. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to try to spice up a little bit. I mean, he, he, like, you look at the times he's putting. Like, he's getting he's getting up there. I was thinking of Mbappe too, but like, come on. I just I just thought I'd spice up a little bit. Um, shot put Aaron Donald. Um, and then long jump. I was thinking somebody from the NBA, and the best I could come up with was high flying Derek Jones Jr. So okay, okay, yeah, fair. I try a very, very, very diverse list. I mean, you kind of like, I don't know, like I was thinking too, like 
I want to put like Russell Westbrook one of these just because like I could just see him being like a very good track athlete. But I know uh, Will suggested some other th- some other events, but sometimes the list gets too long. You just gotta because I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a solid list though. So, that is a solid list. And what play. is crazy is I had a very similar list. I al- I also went Tyreek Hill for my hundred meter uh, race. For my four hundred meter race, I went with. Kylian Mbappe, believe it or not. Uh, I just feel like, you know, he brings the pace and he is one of the fastest guys in some football right now. So uh, moving to the long, ch- oh, shot put next. Shot put, I went with a guy who was a state champion in high school at shot put, J.J. Watt. Yeah, He was a highly talented shot putter back in his high school days. So I think he could probably go and uh, dominate that as well, you know, considering he's one of the best defensive guys in the NFL and dominates there. And for the last event, for long jump, I mean, come on. Who do we see jumping from almost the free throw line after taking two steps from half court? Nobody better than Giannis Okumpo. I'm taking my boy Okumpo in the long jump just, just off the clip of him basically jumping from the free throw line and just putting his hand up and tapping yeah, I mean, the basket. He, so He's like 20 feet. Six, yeah, so. last time I checked, it was 83-8, but, you know. Okay, he, my bad. No, nah, he, he's a big boy. So, uh, Frankie, the track guy here, the the long-distance track guy, cross-country, what are your takes on uh, on uh, this um, question? So, so, I got some similar answers and then some completely different answers. Starting off with the 100, I actually went Alfonso Davies um, from Bayern Munich. That man has, take. Wheels. man has some wheels. Man has some wheels. I also said Adore Jackson, but that's kind of a cheater one because he was a two-time All-American in the long jump and the 100 at he's USC. An, he's an athlete. So that, that's kind of a cheater one. Um, for the 400, I went a little different. Um, I was thinking of someone along the lines of Holland or Mbappe, but then I then I remembered DK Metcalf chasing down Buda Baker, and DK Metcalf oh. kind of got that 400-meter physique, so I'm going to go DK. I did forget Switch. about that too. Switching to the shot put, I agreed with Carter. I said Aaron Donald, but just to change it up, I also said Anthony Joshua, who's the uh, former world heavyweight champ of the world. And I also think someone like David Bakhtiari or someone like that would also be really good at the shot. And then um, finally, I, th- I was thinking along the lines of Giannis, but someone similar like KD, who's got those like seven foot legs, but I don't think KD's fast enough. So I said Tyreek Hill or maybe someone like De'Aaron Fox. Well, I think those are all good picks. And, I mean, I know we were talking about this, but I want to try and uh, – I think a good question from Will. I think we're going to try to make this a little bit of a, a weekly thing. So Yeah, next week we'll be able to uh, get into a few more of his categories he picks. But uh, for our last thing to wrap it up today, our hot takes. Everyone loves our hot takes. Carter, lead us off with your hot take this week. My hot take? I mean, I kind of just wanted to say this to be, to be that dude that would be that annoying guy that, that, that does this, but my hot take is going to be that, no, I'm going to switch up for a sec. Okay, okay. Zach, Zach Wilson is going to be the best quarterback oh. in the draft class. You hear that often? So, he he should have called you out there. This, this, is, this, is adding, this is literally adding him. So, I mean, if it doesn't hit, it, hey, it's a hot take. But if, but if it hits – you look like a genius. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. So, um, I mean, people got the Mahomes comparisons. I say there's a chance it hits. I think he's got a good game. I think that um, 
they've been drafting well. The the Jets have. I still think they're a good team, but I really think you're gonna see some flashes from them, especially if uh hopefully Adam gets Gase gets out of there. So, Frankie, your hot take. I'm going to stay along the lines of the NFL draft. You say Zach Wilson could be a Patty Mahomes, but someone that looks like Patty Mahomes, Trey Lance, going to be the best QB coming out of the draft. I think Shanahan's a great coach. He's got weapons. He's got Raheem Mustard. He's got um, some uh, good wideouts in Debo and Ayuk who could um, uh, go deep and they could uh, run jet sweeps, um, trick plays, stuff like that. So I think – with Trey Lance's legs, he's going to be the best quarterback coming out of the draft besides besides Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is just – he's too special, although his numbers may not show it the first couple of years because uh, he's dealing with some uh, tough conditions down in Jacksonville. But Trey Lance, don't sleep. All right. I like that. I'm also going to stay with the NFL draft. You're going to call me crazy. But I think uh, that Trevor Lawrence will end up being the worst out of the bunch. Oh, my God. Come on. I'm saying now. it because if it ends up being true, it's the hottest pot takes. So I'm going to go ahead and say it because I've never, I've never been huge on T-Law. Yeah, he's got the talent, but I just haven't been huge on him. So we'll see how he works out at Clemson. Or, sorry, not at Clemson. Coming out of Clemson, ending up in Duval. But uh, I didn't want them to do my boy Gardner and Minshew like that. You know what I mean? But, no, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, but I just – I. I feel like something's going to go wrong. I feel like he's going to end up being a bust. And when our kids are reading the history books 20 years from now, they're going to look back at him as one of the biggest busts, quarterback busts in NFL history. Interesting. Very hot take. A lot of good takes on today's pod. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to share with your friends and follow us on all our social medias. We'll see you same time next week. That has been ZST Pod. Adios. Peace. Glazers out.